for me growing up the minimum my dad is so in love with my mom it's insane and when you grew up watching that it really makes you change your standards on what you want in a relationship Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome back for another episode. Happy February. It is almost Valentine's Day. We're counting down the days. I'm creeping up. Low key. I'm a fan of Valentine's Day purely because I love pink and... Yeah, Target stocks up on like all pink decor, all heart shaped decor, and like I have to like get into every every single year. I I'm so yeah. obsessed with it. I have to buy like the heart shaped bowls every single year. I love it. I just love pink, and it's obviously like one of our colors. Hello, we're the gals guide, but mm-hmm. it is. I think it's just a cute holiday. And then like Miley Cyrus says, now I can buy myself flowers, go to Trader Joe's every single year. And then I stock up on Dove chocolate and I am I was going to say, like, I have always treated myself on Valentine's. And like, when I say treated myself, I mean like treated myself. Mm -hmm. Like we've been talking about whether or not we should get facials or massages. I asked you and you were like, both. I was like both, but like I'm leaning towards a massage if I can't do both. I'm doing one for my birthday and one for Valentine's, I think is what my thought process is going to be. Because they're so close for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah 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 so but yeah definitely gonna get myself some flowers definitely gonna get some chocolate uh, i'm definitely gonna watch whatever i want i'm Be definitely gonna get it. my nails done because i've had these mm. nails on since christmas <laughs> you holy cow <laughs> yeah oh but they the way they grew out looks yeah. cool like from far cool. away from far I have away hearts on mine little baby hearts oh those are so you cute see them? thank yeah. you i know i'm cute from far away, so for the gals that are listening, I did like red nails with like a half moon at the bottom so that when they grew out, it just accentuated it and made that half moon look larger. So it's just bare color there. There's no nail polish at the half moon. So from far away, you cannot tell that I am in desperate need of a fill-in because the last time I got my nails one was December 17th. Girl, so- you're pushing two months. <laughs> But now Maybe you should go get your nails done for Valentine's Day. Yeah, but now my natural nails are long enough to where I won't need to put Gel X on. There you go. So, and that's gonna be cheaper for your wallet. Actually, it's not. It's the same price. Cool. That's hurtful. <laughs> that's pain. That's living in LA, baby. Ooh, I'll be liking that East Coast money. LA, LA, <laughs> baby. Speaking of the Jonas Brothers, they just got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I know I, was, I saw that. And I was just like, I'm so proud of them. So I debated going. First of all, I tried to apply as a press to go for my job. Mm-hmm. And they said, absolutely not. And I said, okay, fine. Screw you. Uh, so I was debated going as a, like a fan because they had a whole fan section 
roped off. It was very, very tight squeeze. There was like some of them on that side of the sidewalk and then some on the other side of Hollywood Boulevard. And mm-hmm. I had a friend that got there at 6 a.m. and there was already a crowd of people. And the ceremony didn't start till 1130. Mm-mm. And no, I was like, cannot. I got a job. <laughs> I got to do <laughs> You're like, I got a job. And I'm like, mm, I would have to pee. <laughs> I would li- like, I would literally lose my spot because I had to go to the bathroom. But I told my coworkers, I was like, if y'all don't hear from me for the rest of the day, um, just know that I died happily looking into Nick Jonas's eyes. <laughs> I look into his eyes every day in my car. He's hanging. Oh, that's the right. I'm mirror. So I got <laughs> he's Hannah. A, he's a, what's it called? Yeah, I got Hannah and uh, Nick Jonas. whole sounded terrible. Not that way, but like... <laughs> I got Hannah a Nick Jonas air freshener for her car for Christmas. And it's the it's, best it's thing ever because white, I have a Harry Styles one. So Yeah, we're just we're just great. looking into the eyes of the men that we really love. Mm-hmm. Um that's my first husband, my hus- my current husband. Oh knows, yeah. So. Oh yeah. He's first. my current husband. <laughs> my first love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1000%. My new yeah. love though. I I really need you to see him in concert. I really need you to see Harry in concert because oh harry yeah Mm -hmm. that man first of all one of my really good friends out here in la she went to every single show in la including his birthday show in palm springs she also went to that one and it's insane like i was living for it like because she was always posting the best tiktoks the best stories sending me the best like be reels from it it was amazing and she had pit tickets every night like not like she wasn't in the balcony or anything she had pit so she said, we're living the best life if we're doing she this, we're doing said, this. she was like screw a savings account um we're spending on harry my future which is totally fine i support this decision 1000 percent. and i i went to only one show of his la show and when i tell you this man is so hypnotic just watching his tiktoks alone i'm hypnotized Every single time I watch them, like I cannot look away. He's just so mesmerizing. He's an entertainer. He's a god, mm-hmm. if you say. So I. Well, and he's very unique. Like he's, he's a just a very unique performer. Like yes, there's no other person like him. He is the definition so. of an entertainer. Mm-hmm. He's like the boy version of Taylor Swift. <clears throat> also, if he is not Mom, on Dad. style. I need a remix of style with Harry Styles. That is all I want, Taylor. Okay. Speaking of Taylor, speak now is coming, correct? Okay. What's your theory? Because because my theory is one that I stole from TikTok. So. Wait, I wonder if it's the same theory as that I have because mine's also from TikTok. So oh, okay. My you theory <laughs> is, so this is the first year that Taylor is, I don't know if it's, no. I think she's been nominated before. But she's up for song of the song of the year at the Grammys. So for those of you that don't know the difference between like record of the year and song of the year, record of the year goes to the artists and the producers for the actual recording of the song. Song of the year goes to the songwriters for like the actual like lyricism of the song. So all too well, ten minute Taylor's version was all her that's all that's all her songwriting so that's nominated for song of the year my prediction is first of all if the girl wears a purple dress to the grammys on sunday that is already there's any inkling of purple it uh, case we already know case closed i could see her wearing like what like the like the blake 
lively dress where she wore it and then they like undid it and it was like a oh, whole other dress. Oh, the one she just met? I could see Taylor doing some shit like that. Oh, wearing like a white dress or something and then like pulling it apart and it's like purple. And she's like, ha speak now. <laughs> so I'm thinking if she's going to do like the whole BMAs thing where if she wins Song of the Year, she's going to go up and say, you know, this song, like you guys have, you know, just listened to it like for so long. It's like you've always had an insight to my diary. And then she's going to transition to speak now and be like, you know, a couple like 10 or so years ago, I wrote a whole album all by myself because speak now was written all by her no one else and then it's gonna lead into her saying and speak now taylor's version is gonna come out so and so date so one i 1000 percent think that's correct if she doesn't win i don't know what's gonna happen i have no idea but well the girl the girl that i saw on tiktok was like going through her instagram feed and she was like and here's how it changed shifted from this to folklore to evermore to red Mm -hmm. and then she was like and have you seen the purpley tent and I'm like, yes, because it's coming. Oh, it's even coming. Like la- even the lavender haze, she was like, I don't think that, I don't think it's purple just because it's lavender. I think it's purple for Speak Now. And I'm like, honestly, yes. She does not do anything unintentionally. Everything no. is intentional. Yeah. Every single post, even the picture of her in the studio on the floor is like, has a purpley haze to it. I'm like, it has, to, it's coming. I mean, yeah. And I think that you're correct. I think if she wins, which she's going to, um, she's going to announce it. She's got it all planned out. Yeah. So, so we shall I'm waiting for the dress see? change though. That'd be awesome. I'd be living for that. Because I mean I just I don't I can't see her going on the Eras tour without that being released. I understand no, absolutely not. I think it was supposed to be released months ago, but she did not anticipate Antihero charting at number one for so long. And there's no reason to release Speak Now when and compete with yourself. Like that's just right. that's not good. Right. Like Nope. Anybody in marketing knows, don't mess up anything if it's it is doing well. So Antihero was charted at number one. That's why Lavender Haze came out when it did because Miley Cyrus overtook the number one spot. And she's like, okay, it's no longer number one. Finally going to release Lavender Haze. Yep. So yep. you okay, heard it here yep, first, yep. gals. And if I am proven right, because this is going to come out the day after the Grammys. And I'm predicting this on the 2nd of February. So no, I time I was going right to say... Now. Well, it's perfect timing because it's before the tour starts. Mm-hmm. People have time to ramp it up, mm-hmm. listen to it, and listen to it again, and all kinds of stuff. Because it just it just wouldn't make sense for her I'll to not you, do I'll it. I'll tell you one thing: one person that does not need not need to be worried about this whole album release is Taylor Lautner. That man is safe from Taylor Swift for the rest of his life. Like she owes him so much. I was just listening to him on Nick Vile's podcast. It was him and his wife, Tay, who was also Taylor, but she goes by Tay. I know. I can't. I can't. They're <laughs> both Taylor Lautner. It's so funny to me. But it, it, they were talking about, uh, you know, how she felt about, you know, Taylor Lautner having so many like famous exes and Taylor Swift being brought up. And then on their own podcast, they were talking. She asked him, uh, is there any moment like in time that you wish you could go back to? And like maybe do differently. And he mentions the 2009 BMAs when Kanye came up and interrupted Taylor's um, speech because they had just publicly started dating at the time. And he actually gave the award to Taylor and he couldn't hear what was going on because, you know, when you're on stage, a lot of people don't know this when you're on stage, all the speakers are facing to the audience. So if you're on the stage, you really can't hear um, what unless you're like right up next to the people. 
So he had no idea what was happening. He was just like, why is Kanye West on the stage? Like, and not thinking much of it. And then he saw Taylor turn around. Yeah. He saw Taylor turn around and saw how sad she was. And he was like, oh. And he's like, I wish I could have gone back and maybe, like, stopped him or some way or intervened. Uh, And I think about that a lot because I just imagine how differently both of their lives may have turned out if someone had intervened. And I was standing right there. And I'm like, yeah, that's really, I mean, that's weird to think about. Like, it, it was a very huge pop culture moment. I mean, he went on to write yeah. the song Famous and that whole feud between her, Kim, and Kanye and just all that stuff happened. And I, mean, I don't I, think we'd have reputation without it, though, I think. We no, exactly. But, like, we think about reputation. that. Think about I that. Know. If Taylor Lautner had intervened, like, so much, it's a whole butterfly effect. So much would have changed. So, just, yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's just really interesting to think about. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow, Taylor, cool. it's always a Taylor likes separation. a lot of Taylors, right? Yeah. <laughs> but what has been your captivation, though, recently? Um. So this is kind of like super random, but um, I have been obsessed with Celsius energy drinks. Okay. No, this is a. Va- I have a valid question for you because I'm so curious about this. I see every girly pop at Pure Bar chugging one before they start classes and i'm like what is this okay no i don't first of that. all i thought it was alcohol <laughs> then i found out well, it was okay. energy drinks yeah so for a while like i take them to work with me and i was like somebody's gonna think i'm drinking like a truly up in here like, i truly thought that's what it was <laughs> and i was like why are these bitches drinking alcohol at six o'clock in the morning at pure bar like i am deeply concerned for these girls <laughs> so i don't use it as like a pre-workout but they they have them like I am a member at Planet Fitness. They have them in the fridge. Like a lot of people use them <clears throat> as like a boost before like workouts and stuff. It's supposed mm-hmm. to like increase your metabolism and give you like energy. And it's like I can pronounce all of the ingredients on there. Like it's just a better version of an energy okay. drink. And there's uh-huh. 200 milligrams of caffeine in it. Um, I drink them like in the afternoon instead of doing like an afternoon coffee. Um, to give a little bit of boost at work because I work with kids all day and they are very high energy all day. So I have to be kind of on. And so Mm -hmm. by around like one o'clock, sometimes I'll drink it with lunch. Um, but I love them. I, I am not a big energy drink person. Like I never really got into monsters or Red Bull or anything like that. Yeah. I've Um, never been those kind of fans because they have such a metallic taste. Yeah. I'm not like a big bang person and nothing like that, but I really like the Celsius, my favorite flavors, um i love the wild berry that's my like top um i love the kiwi guava and i love the watermelon and they're like a little bit bubbly kind of almost like a soda gives you it gives me so i haven't had um soda in probably two weeks i'm trying to take that out of my diet just Mm -hmm. for my own personal thing um and so I've been kind of like replacing it and I like that it's kind of bubbly like that because it gives me that that same feeling of when you drink a soda and it almost like burns. Do you know what I'm talking about? That like burn taste in a good way. In a good way. It's the like it's the like the carbonation this, is the carbonation. Yes. I do not I do not like the Celsius that do not have the carbonation because there are some that mm-hmm. are just like flat mm-hmm. which to me just tastes like a crystal light. So I'm not getting that same okay. Isn't that exciting, I guess. Okay. Um, but I really like them. I think they're getting sued right now or something. Oh. 
maybe not sued or I'm not sure because they say they don't have preservatives, but they have um, some ingredient that is supposed to, it says it acts as like a flavor, but mm-hmm. apparently it acts as a preserve. I don't know. To be honest, I saw some girl talk about it on TikTok, but they say on the side, like they, they have like all of all the stuff on the thing so Mm -hmm. who knows if that's true or not but um, i'm gonna still drink them because i like them um but yeah i mean i i'm trying to lean more towards um like foods and stuff that i can actually pronounce the ingredients (laughs) instead of like reading the back and being like oh i don't know what any of this is and i'm putting it in my body and that is not Mm -hmm. good for me Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um yeah that's my captivation this week but what is yours you're gonna laugh at my like so we all know that i'm not a fan of country music correct yes and i i really think there are some you need to give a shot okay so i will before i get into all of this reason i do i am from the south the reason i don't like country music because it's all i listened to growing up was that and then christian music that's all my parents really played my dad would would play rock but my mom didn't like rock so and my Nana loved uh, country music. And that's who I spent most of my time with. Long story short, I grew up around it so much that I hated it and despised it. I don't like a lot of new country music either because it all sounds like the same thing. It's all about a man driving to a body of water with a girl in some tight jeans and a pickup truck, drinking some beer and a red solo One, cup. Yes, 1000%. I agree. So I don't like a lot of that. But Shania Twain, Dolly, Kenny, a lot of that music I do like. Then there's, but there is one modern artist that I do really like, and we were just working with him recently at work. And just my captivation as a whole, I'm just going to say, it's just Thomas Rhett right now. Like, I listened, so he has one song out called, and it's one of his first songs he ever put out. It was like his first number one. It was, um, Get Me Some of That. I saw the music video like years ago, and I saw him, and I was like, holy shit, he's hot. And he looks a lot like one of my exes, <laughs> too, I think. So I think that's also why I thought he was attractive. But I love that song. Something about the beat in it. I don't know what it is. Because the lyrics oh, no, are, like... wonderful. The lyrics are mediocre because it's all about a girl in a tight jeans shaking her ass kind of thing. The beat is it's really good. Like, the hook is really good to it. And it just makes me want to dance. And I've always loved it. And we recently were working with him, and I was like he fucking better sing this song. And it was his closing song of the night that he did. And I kid you not, I think I listened to that song about 30 times a day, just on repeat, just on repeat. I was like, what is it with this song? So if you're not a fan of country music. It's something in the like melodic intonation. Like it's it's something because I 100% agree. I think he is fine as wine and his, His whole entire story with his wife and his kids and his adoption and all the things are just so cute and so beautiful. And I just think he's so talented. And he's just a genuinely, after working with him, he is a very genuinely kind, nice person. Like, very, very humble, very down to earth. His performance was going on a little long because people just kept requesting songs from him. And he was like, we're going to be here till freaking 1 a.m. And, uh... 
you know, somebody wants to make my kids lunches or uh, and drop them off at school tomorrow morning, then we got a deal. But, um, but if so, not, I'm mean, going to wrap it up after this one. <laughs> it was so kind that he was still doing this event. Meanwhile, his wife was out of town. So he's also taking, so he had to hire the nanny to take care of the kids that night and then still go home that night and make the kids lunches and take them to school in the morning. I, I love that. He's just very, very humble and just very down to earth and very approachable. Uh, so... You'll never hear me recommend another country artist because I do not consider Casey Musgrave country country. She is pop through I and through. I still don't, I don't know how she's like managed to stay in that. I guess because she began in that genre, but. Yeah. Yeah, no. Thomas is a good one. I have that several is the only, recommendations. That is the but... only one you will ever hear. Only country man besides Kenny Chesney that you will hear me ever say that I like. And the only reason I like Kenny Chesney you... is because of my father. Okay, I'm going to send you my favorite song by Chris Stapleton because I actually genuinely think you would like him. He is so talented and his wife sings harmony on all of his music. And it's my one of my favorite songs. And I think you will listen to it and be like, damn, he's really okay. good. Send, so I'm send, send it, it to you over. later. If it's like old, if like the lyrics and like the whole, I like the storytelling aspect of old country music. Mm-hmm. And I think... That is what I really um, am drawn to is when artists can tell stories with their songs. And I feel that's the heart and soul of what country music originally was. Right, exactly. Um, especially if you're looking at 90s country music. So, yeah, it, it's just funny because uh, <laughs> my boss and, like, my coworkers are always like, you know, none of us are really country music fans. I mean, and I was like, well, I mean, if anybody here – it's going to know anything about country music. It's going to be me and my boss and coworkers. Like, we're doubting that. And I was like, two of y'all are from the North. One of y'all is from California. I'm the only one from the South. I feel like I am the one person out of this whole team that is for sure the most certified person to talk about country music in this group. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. No. But, but yeah, mm. so... You'll never hear that from me again. So I just had to put that out there just for the one random occurrence. Okay, well, I just sent you the song. It's I Was Wrong by Chris Stapleton, one of my favorite songs. When I went to his concert, I had a migraine, and I I threw up my Chipotle as he was singing the song, and I was in the parking lot, and people just thought I was this, like, drunk bitch, but I had a migraine, and I was supposed to be the DD, so I wasn't even drinking at all, and I missed my favorite song because I literally <laughs> vomited Chipotle on the sidewalk in between cars and it was the worst night of my life and um my ex had to drive me home and I was throwing up and like driving <laughs> and I missed my favorite song so if Chris Stapleton is listening to this podcast hi um can you please play this song for me and send me a video that's all I request ever in my life ever um because that was the worst night of my entire existence thank you <laughs> That was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so, so much. much. Um, so when I'm famous, I'm going to ask Chris if he'll just come sing the song to me. <laughs> Sounds all great. I want. Sounds That's all great. I want in my life. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's episode is, I think, perfect timing for Valentine's Day coming up. You know, I am going to be manifesting that I'd be spending it with Thomas Rudd if he wasn't married to a beautiful woman. I was going to say, not going to work for you. Um, no, I'm not trying to bring up that marriage. That That is, that is a gorgeous marriage. But um, 
we are talking about being single and embracing that and how your relationship status doesn't define your worth. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, uh, we do have a couple of ad reads we're going to get into. And if you want to hear like any of the other episodes we've done around Valentine's Day, we do have a whole catalog of episodes. You can browse on Apple, Spotify, wherever you stream podcasts. And you can also look at our st- interactive stuff and interactive content we have on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod. And while you're at it, you can check out our personal Instagrams. Mine's at Emily Elise. Hers is at Hannah Adams Miller. There'll be a link in the show notes for you guys to go check those out. But we're going to do a couple ad reads really quickly, and then we'll be right back. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So everybody around this time of year is always talking about love and relationships, Valentine's Day. We were just talking about the start of this episode, how much we love it. And I've never had a Valentine. And you've had a Galentine. I've always had a Galentine. Always. (laughs) I I think that is a lie, actually. I had one Valentine in high school and Oh, it yes, was the did. corniest shit ever because he gave me a dozen roses. Eleven were real. One was fake and said he would love me till the last the one last died. The last rose died. And then oh, we broke up cringe. like three weeks later. <laughs> and did you burn it? Uh, I think they were all I would have been by. toxic. <laughs> I think I threw it away. <laughs> You're like, here, here's the trash. Yeah. <laughs> so I've never really, you know – I had that experience of having a Valentine. My old roommate went on a first date on Valentine's Day last year, which I thought was like a bold move. Uh, so I, I just think that the holiday, I've never really associated it with anybody. And I think that's why I've always had more of a positive spin on it. Because on one hand, it, yes, it can be negative because you never had a Valentine. Oh, like, are you lonely? All that. But really, no. And I think, you know, a lot of it not to sound like an egomaniac i love myself and so i enjoy spending time by myself and i treat it almost like how i would my birthday where i just shower myself with my own gifts and you know take care of myself Mm -hmm. and i don't see anything wrong with that because i don't think that that should change based on my relationship status you know have you and blaine always had like since you guys have been together for so long, have you always had like a date night routine for Valentine's Day or has, <laughs> no, you, okay. <laughs> well, no, I know some um... couples that really prioritize, like this is like the one time, like, you know, like birthdays, like Mother's Day, like Father's Day, like they really take Valentine's Day to kind of 
take a pause in, like, their really hectic, crazy lives and to be, like, okay, like, this is the day, like, we have to actually go and have a date night and do something. And it's usually mm-hmm. because they don't have time to prioritize it in the rest of the, their everyday life. But I'm curious how right. yeah. you guys treat no, it. No, we, I mean, we definitely do, like, sweet things for each other that day. But, I mean, for our entire relationship, Blaine worked swing shift. So he was never mm-hmm. off on Valentine's Day. Um, so, like, maybe, maybe we would do, like, a dinner or something, you know, like, that mm-hmm. weekend or something mm-hmm. later. But um, I don't know. Like, I feel like we are really good about prioritizing time together and date nights and stuff anyways that it just kind of felt like another day um we give each other like little gifts or do something like special or like unexpected that day which which makes it special um but Blade and I are also really good about like I don't really need a gift from him I would honestly rather him do something like unexpected or like give me something that made me made him think of me like in on any specific like any random day Mm -hmm. um and I think that's what I love the most about our relationship is that it's not like cookie cutter like okay well we do this on this day and now we've been dating for five years so we should celebrate and do this and like we do those things and it's fun and fine but like I would rather him like pick up my favorite candy bar on the way home from work because it, it, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I was thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of, like, little things mean more to me than, like, a big elaborate, like, thing that's been planned out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, we – I mean, we don't really prioritize – out of all of the, like, different little celebrations that, you know, you have once you, like, are in a relationship or marriage or whatever, like, that's not one that's at the, like, top of our list. Like, I would rather do something mm-hmm. really nice for our birthday, um, but – yeah, I mean, Valentine's Day is really sweet. I, I think it's nice to get, like, some roses and candy and yeah, know, a sweet for me, little treat. For me, growing up, the minimum – my dad is so in love with my mom. It's insane. And when you grew up watching that, it really makes you change your standards on what you want in a relationship. And growing up – I mean, this is one reason why it's kind of good that I didn't ever have a Valentine in a way because – on every valentine's day anniversary mother's day and birthday my dad buys my mom a dozen roses from the same florist that did their wedding day so that's really sweet and then he knows that she i don't know how it is this year because their work schedules are so different from previous years but uh he used to at least uh cook her dinner on like and i'm not saying like those are the only days that he ever did that he does it very frequently oh yeah i've been over when your dad's cooked me dinner so (laughs) (laughs) but he makes an effort to go like cook dinner but make it like a above and beyond kind of dinner like Mm -hmm. a like like a like a steak and you know red wine and like a really romantic kind of dinner um not just you know chicken sandwiches and like true a salad kind of vibe um because she knows that she typically has to work a lot longer and work a lot later. So he does little things like that because for my mom, acts of service is her love language. So mm-hmm. he definitely tries to do that in his way. And whereas his love language is quality time. So my mom won't try to spend time with him. And they really have a very clear, good understanding of each other's love language. And that's the one key thing I've noticed in their whole marriage that I think is very helpful when you're trying to emulate someone else's yeah. relationship is seeing how well they communicate not just mm-hmm. verbally but with their actions and physically yeah. um or at least at least um 
like verbalizing what the expectation is Mm -hmm. because like if you Mm -hmm. if you don't ever say or show what you want like your partner's never gonna know how to meet that standard and Mm -hmm. then whether or not you actually say it out loud like you may be a little like oh I wish they would have but like had they known they probably would have so absolutely also this is my first married valentine's so it could be totally different who knows and Blaine's no longer on swing shift so he is so you off. actually have time we to have actually could night. have time to do whatever we wanted that night so that's great um, so i'll update you guys and yes. see if it's, no, seriously. If it's different I think that's than great. in the past so because i think that it can lead to a healthier connection you know with you mm-hmm. two and grow on something like that and have like i mean i honestly i like little traditions and so when you're able to create that like with your partner on those certain days or with yourself even i think those are really sacred oh, yeah. to honor and one of those things like i said since i've never had valentine's is i take that sacred practice of spending time energy and money on myself typically the end of the night ends with a bubble bath and me watching a nora efron movie and getting uh salt and straw ice cream delivered so that is what exactly what i did last year and i'm going to keep that routine this year because I, I I just want to only have to spend, you know, time doing things I love. And that is re-watching When Harry Met Sally for the 500th time and eating chocolate chip ice cream. Like, that sounds like a grand time to me. Now, could I do that on every Friday? Yes. But I'm, you know, I, I romanticize it in an extra way. Like, I just take it a lot slower and I make sure that I am being mindful in every action that I do, I think. And just, you know, being reflective. I think it's also a really good time to journal, too. And just mm-hmm. take catalog of how you're feeling. And I think it's also cool to, like, kind of measure how you are in these, like, mediocre moments. And in these, like, really pivotal moments, whether you're in a relationship or whether you're single, taking time to journal. I mean, like, this could be for you. Like, if you want to start journaling, like, this is a great way to journal. And, like, remember, like, your first married Valentine's Day together. Or your first Valentine's Day alone, your first Valentine's Day in a new city, things like that, like taking the holidays and you're able to kind of create this catalog of memories that you can reflect on and see your growth every single year. So that's one thing I really recommend, um, whether you are in a relationship or whether you are single. But for the single gals, I know that this holiday can be rather hard and, you know, I think it's always great to not, I'm going to be honest, this is the one day I usually will not text my friends. Get on social media. (laughs) I will not text my friends that are in relationships, usually. You are the exception I was going to be like, hold on. We cannot not text, okay? We got 10 million things to discuss all the time. (laughs) You were never included in that category. Thank you. Thank you. It's typically because what the fuck are we going to talk about? Like you are usually you're hanging out like with your partner. And I feel like like with moments like this, there is that disconnect between couples that are, you know, couples and single people. And I know that you probably don't want to hear about what I'm doing on my day alone. And I don't want to hear about, you know, what Bradley is doing and what he's got planned out for you. So like, it just depends on the couple, but these are things where I try to, you know, gather all my single friends and spend time with them and harness mm-hmm. those friendships. Like this year, I'm having a Valentine's Day dinner. I'm making everybody dinner. 
and oh, fun. That hey, we're so gonna fun. Hang, yeah so we're gonna like, i'm gonna make pasta someone's gonna bring wine someone's gonna bring dessert and we're gonna have like a really like great night with just single gals i think this is a great time to kind of really concentrate and focus on those friendships and really grow them because you have each other you have more in common than you would with some of your married friends at the end of the day because you are all on the same playing field if that makes sense like you can just relate to each other's little problems i think when people and i'm not saying this about you or anybody in particular it's just an observation that i've had that you know you can't relate to the dating world like i can like Mm-mm. you no, don't I'll know be what the first like. to admit i have you don't I know what it's dated like in so long you don't know what it's like to be on dating apps you don't know what it's like to go on you know random blind dates um in a new city and what the dating culture is like nowadays um so whereas with your when you're single gals like you got that everybody you can empathize with each other you know how exactly how everybody's feeling and you just have this commonality that you're not gonna, i'm not going to get with my married friends and so mm-hmm. I really treasure those relationships because it feels almost like we have our own little army and we have each other's backs in a way and we can just empathize and we have just just really raw connection. And I think it's a lot, I, I mean, these are girls that I love to death and I love spending time with and I love growing these friendships. And I think this is a great day to kind of really just concentrate on them and grow them even more. And it just takes the pressure off feeling like you are alone because if you are somebody that you, you know, you do feel lonely, this day does make you feel lonely. Getting those girls together will definitely help alleviate all of those issues, I think, because you're not going to be like, someone's not going to be sitting there talking about their boyfriend the whole time or anything like that. Like you're really just going to be concentrated on the center of gal pals, which is what the gal's guide all is. But oh, yeah. when I when I wasn't in a relationship in college, like Valentine's Day was a gal like it was just Valentine's Day. Like we mm-hmm. literally just had pizza and wine and hung out and like talked and it was just wonderful. So like doing that is like I would 100% recommend because the times that I did do it were the times that I think I had the most fun um, yeah. and was the most excited to be like doing something, you know, with somebody else. And not comparing, like, I think that's too, like, a big thing, and you can um, go after this, but, like, not comparing what I'm doing on my Valentine's Day to other people. Yes. Because everyone's experience is so different. Yeah. So. But one thing that I, I wanted to remind you gals, especially the ones that are single, this could be the last month you're single. Mm -hmm. Like, you could meet the person you're going to end up with for the rest of your life March 1st. So reminding yourself of that, because one, I think thinking of it like that, and I, I live by the philosophy, I, we've mentioned it in one episode before, and I do not remember what episode we mentioned it in. But if you think about it, pretend you're going to meet your soulmate within like a year. What would you do in that meantime? Would you soak up? being single and not being tied down to somebody and you know use this time to spend time with your friends grow those grow your connection with your family travel you know be self-indulgent spend money on yourself go wild go crazy instead of having to worry about somebody else or i mean would you hook up with a lot of people would you you know have your time around like just bit bopping around dating around trying to meet as many people as you could that's also an option how would you want to spend your last moment of singleness because you don't know what's right around the corner. You don't know when it's going to be your last first date. 
And to me, for a while, that terrifies me because I've mm-hmm. been so comfortable and so used for a long time being alone. And it also made me start analyzing a lot of my dates better, too. Do I want this to be my last first date I ever have? Do I want this to be my last first kiss? Things like that. Yeah. Really taking stock of those moments because if that's not the story I have in my head, this is not how I want to, you know, say goodbye to singleness, then I'm not going to settle for that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And I'm not just saying like I'm being avoidant and I'm like pushing these people away or anything like that. I really am just treasuring how great I am on my own and how less distracted I am because I'm not worried yeah. about somebody else. And I can spend my money on um, myself and not have to worry about somebody else. And I can just yeah. go, you know, besides my work and my job, I can just go to <laughs> London <laughs> if I want to and not have to tell, you know, a partner or something like that. You know, like there's a lot yeah. more flexibility with it and just independence. Like I'm not saying you yeah. can't have that in a relationship. We've done a whole episode about, you know, having independence within your own relationship. But I, you're never going to get this back. I mean, like you could get a divorce, which we have a whole episode coming up about that. But mm-hmm. yeah, no do. one's thinking about that. No one's planning for no. that. Well, and, like, your point is so valid because even, like, as a person who is now married, like, I am a very independent person. And, yes, I – yes, you can keep your independence and you can do the things that you love, but but it does change. Like, when you mm-hmm. do settle down and you choose to spend your life with a partner, like, it does change no matter how much you try to make it – I'm still independent. I'm still free, like free flowing. You can't and I do just what I want. go fly to London tomorrow because no, you feel like, like I it. have a literal other person where my decisions now affect them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have to pay bills. I have to care for my two dogs. Like I have a house to keep tidied. Like there mm-hmm. are things that we do together. You have a joint like, checking account. <laughs> we have a jo- well, not yet, but we are working towards that. We. Have- <laughs> The, we have the money to put in the account we are getting closer we are doing things at a snail's pace <laughs> but like if I want to up and go like we've been talking about taking a gal's trip to New York I like you are like yep all I got to do is let my job know basically or you know mm-hmm. take the time off or whatever um you can tell your parents just so they know where you are and like somebody knows where <laughs> you are but like we're gonna be together but like I have to say okay Blaine like here's when we're thinking like is like are you going to be here to be able to watch the dogs like Mm -hmm. do I need to try to coordinate my care like it's almost like I have children and a husband um Mm -hmm. and husband can also fall into the child category sometimes um but like my decisions affect another human being and Mm -hmm. so like I'm no longer able to have that same level of independence so if I could go back in time to the time of my life when I was single I would live it up and I would take exactly what you said to heart because you re- like I never thought about it like that I never thought about like oh this date could be like the last time that I'm single Hannah and you know like and so I think it's mm-hmm. just like really important to like really treasure that time with yourself because like as much as you want to be that independent person in, in your relationship like you just can't and then if you add kids in the mix it's a whole other issue yeah. so um it's and like like you were saying like it's hard to 
like I can still empathize with my friends who are single and who are having children but I'm not at either of those places so like like you said like surrounding yourself with people who have those like are in that common life path with you on days like this day like I feel like makes it a little bit easier well and Um, I told you before too that I definitely think that you should have more married friends because then Mm -hmm. you can do more couple things together and you can you know you know I feel like when people get married you have your couple friends that you always go and hang out with you know you go to breweries with or whatever like I see it with Allie and Kirsty who we've had on like they are Mm -hmm. both in long-term relationships they're both engaged like they go on couples vacations together and everything and not saying that I don't want to go on vacation with you and Blaine but it would probably be a lot more fun if I had a significant other with me um yeah no because otherwise it just turns yeah. into a vacation between me and you and blaine is just our chaperone he's just chilling exactly. <laughs> he's like i'll get you guys safely to and from the hotel <laughs> he is at that point just our chauffeur so <laughs> he's the one that orders our ubers not um, saying that like my boyfriends are automatically going to be blaine's friends or anything no, but, they, but but that's the thing is they don't have to be you do not have to be buddy buddy to like exactly. have be cordial enough with another married couple to go out or like I mean Blaine and I have gone out with friends before we're like I'm closer to the couple and he mm-hmm. and then vice versa like yeah. he's closer to the couple and like it's fine it is what it is we're both very like social people and we get along with basically anybody mm-hmm. I could literally talk to the freaking lamp that's in front of me <laughs> let's be honest um so like yeah no I think that's like super important because like mm-hmm. I I think I talked about this in an, uh, another episode like I am so like my one of my best friends is literally having a child within the next like two weeks. I am so excited. Oh my god, I keep forgetting she hasn't given birth yet. I am so excited to meet this baby. I am so excited for her. I'm so excited to watch her be a mom, and I'm like so just excited to see how our friendship like changes from like the dynamic of like. And I've already seen it. Like we were really, really, really good friends in college, and then Mm. like now I'm married and she has a baby on the way like literally in the next couple of days and I think finding those friends that you're willing to grow with them and willing to like see those friendships is really really important but then I think like you said it's really also important to have friends who are on this at at the same life place as you because if you don't then you're kind of like stuck in this in between of like well I'm not a part of this group like you almost feel left out you're like I'm a part of the married group but like I don't have a ton of married friends so like I'm not a part of the single group so I'm like not in this world and I'm not a mom so I can't be in this world and like Mm -hmm. I while I can like sympathize with moms I really have no idea what that's like I know what it's like to be single so I feel a little bit more on the same like playing field here but over here that's out of my territory I have dogs that says that's not the same thing (laughs) so like so like having a good mix I think is really important and then like um but I think I really like what you said about like finding like if you're single like finding your single friend and just getting together and like getting through the day and like taking time for yourself or if you don't want to do that take yourself on a day date or a night date like take yourself out to your favorite places or if that's like bringing home what's that place called that you like so much sugarfish sushi yes bringing home sushi <laughs> like if that's what you want to do for your day do it yeah because like why why the heck not like why yeah. why not what have you got to lose like i really took stock of this the other day of i have a lot of 
best friends who are in long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. And I have always been the single friend. We did a whole episode about being the single friend with Chelsea Vaughn from The Bachelor, which you got to listen to. We'll leave in the show notes. Yeah, those are good ones. This, it was one where I, like, you are married. My best friend from college is married. Two of my really good friends out here are engaged. One of my other friends out here is in a long-term relationship. Like, I've always been surrounded by people in relationships. I have never minded being the third wheel. I've literally gone, one of my college friends, I went on her Valentine's Day dinner with her and her boyfriend because they liked me having me around so much. Like, you want to join us for dinner? Like, and I was like, sure. Why not? Like, her boyfriend bought me dinner that night, too. (laughs) I am always the package deal kind of friend. Like, that is what my reputation has been. I don't mind it. Because nine times out of ten, I like my my friend's partners. So I don't mind spending time with them. But now I do have a solid core group of friends who are single. And I also equally love spending time with them. And it's so different. And it's so much more just chill we just get each other on a level that my married friends are not going to get and it's just you know we don't have to check in with our partners before we come home or anything like that and it's just a lot more like we can do whatever we want and Mm -hmm. we can go out we can flirt with boys we can you know not and just you know have our own little gal pal moment and it's just a lot more easy and i'm not saying that having friends who are married isn't hard it's just different it's just different yeah it's just different yeah because i mean this was something i was thinking about the other day with all of who i want to invite for my birthday because i want to go on a vacation for my birthday and depending on if i have one guy friend (laughs) who i'm inviting and he's married he has a wife i'm also friends with her but of all the girls I'm inviting, you're the only one that is bringing their partner. Mm-hmm. And I have another friend that's coming. She's married. She's not bringing her husband. <laughs> She's like, he's a party pooper. No. But um, uh, everybody else is single. And I think if you were a different person than how you mm-hmm. are, it would change the trip drastically. Because there's other people you've asked me if I was inviting them. And I said, no. Because I don't want them to bring their partners. Because those they mm. are the people who would bring their partners. Yeah. And it changes the dynamic. You were so vastly independent to where it would... And Blaine, I've known Blaine longer than I've known you. So it doesn't... Well, and he is so independent. Like... He's so... He's if a party... We, if we he's wanted a to go... Kind of guy. Yeah, but if we wanted to go do something that he didn't want to do, he would be mm-hmm. like, cool, I'll see you guys at 5 o'clock for, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, he he's so, like, chill yeah um so it does he also just like dynamic. he's like i can't let you go to vegas without me i've never been yeah <laughs> it's like i i understand <laughs> i get it he's like so- i mean ca- he's like catch me at the casinos all day like i don't care what y'all do i'm going to win us some money i'm like he's like gonna be in the sports a- book watching i'm gonna be like games. i'm gonna be like listen here's your budget have fun go play your games <laughs> Go play your video games. Win us some money. Win us enough money to buy that <laughs> Honestly, a lot of the slot machines now are video games. So honestly, he may be the key to it. Honestly, we may all be winning. Okay? okay. He may be the key to it. So <laughs> a lot of them are no. now just different versions of Candy Crush. So <laughs> that's so funny. No, but like I totally, I totally know what you mean. Like I feel 
And sometimes I like forget I'm married. Like, yeah. I think Blaine and I have such a good relationship and like we're so open and like we trust each other. Like I just like don't feel the need to always be like, like when he's at work, like I don't text him and be like, hey, I'm going to Target unless I'm like, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you need anything outside of this, mm-hmm. this, of this? Mm-hmm. But like I don't like, I don't always tell him like what I'm doing unless it's like I'm supposed to be like I normally get home from work at a certain time and I'm like not there. Yeah. He will text me and be like, are you okay? Um, but outside of that, like we don't, he doesn't say I'm stopping at sheets on the, I'm literally the only reason we ever tell each other is, is, is for the question, do you want me to bring you something home? <laughs> like, yeah. do you want a coffee? Do you want this? Do you want food? <laughs> do, basically it's for food. Um, but like. But I like that about us because I don't feel, I don't feel nervous. I don't feel anxious. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. as long as I know he's alive and at work, like I don't Mm -hmm. worry about him. So I think that's nice. But I think that like that speaks to your point that like we're super independent in our own relationship. And I like that about us. So exactly, exactly. And it's just at the end of the day, how I'm treating the holiday is, yeah, like I really... I think I look at it as like, okay, how would I want someone else to love me? And then pouring that self-love into myself. Mm-hmm. I don't, there was a quote that we just used on our Instagram from our previous guest, Kirsty Taylor, that was, you can't love someone into loving you, but you can pour that love into yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that is beautiful you can't force somebody to want to like you back and to date you back you you can never do that but the energy that you're putting into somebody else that's not reciprocating it you can pour that into yourself and think about how much better of a person you're going to be how much more of your self-worth is going to be raised that you wouldn't settle then for anybody who doesn't like reciprocate those feelings you you're not going to settle for that you know feeling of being left out in your friends and your relationships no matter what so these are the time and moments where I really will just devour and pour into my self-love, whether that is really listening to my body and going for like a, a nice exercise, treating myself to like a soul cycle glass or something. Mm-hmm. Dining at my favorite restaurant, taking a bubble bath, doing the shower. Oh man, I love the shower, but I, I only do it like once a week. <laughs> Because I don't wash my hair. Because I haven't done one in a bit. Because I haven't done the whole routine. I've done half of it. I was going to say, most of my showers, I'm doing like parts of it. But like when I am like, when is hair wash day? It's hair wash day. (laughs) Anyways. But so doing that, cooking your favorite meal, buying that bottle of wine that you really like. Dry January is over, so I mean, like, treat yourself if you want to. Getting a facial. I know we're massage. two days into February. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> calling a friend, calling family, journaling, being reflective, going on a walk, like without Finding distractions. Your pleasures. Go yeah. shopping. Okay, that's something I love to do alone: shopping and thrifting. Because mm-hmm. thrifting, I don't want you finding the good stuff. <laughs> um. And shopping because I am like a very particular, like I like to try stuff on. I like to take my time. I like to look at everything in the store and I hate feeling rushed. And some people I've been shopping with, I'm like, can you try something on, please? <laughs> please. 
<laughs> so that I'm not the only person in the dressing room all the time. Thank you. But yeah, like well, like this. You simple, and I simple we go shopping and then we have like five thousand things on our arms that we You're now like, have the coat hanger marks. That's why I love going with you because I'm like you and my sister. Like we actually try things on. Yeah. Um. So yeah. To the point where I'm like begging a sales associate to come over and please take these from me so I can I know you like get like two arms full and they finally come over. Want me to start you a dressing room? I was like, yeah, I did like 15 (laughs) items ago. Okay. (laughs) Um, but no, like the simple things. Like I love taking myself to like a coffee shop and like sitting by myself. Like Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so many things that you can do alone. That I'm gonna go to a movie. Yes, you should. Yeah, you should. I'm gonna yeah. go see that. I think that, I think it helps your confidence too, and I feel yeah. like it. It just kind of like, like takes back to that point of like, you can feel validated by doing like all these things alone. You don't have to feel validated by like somebody else in your relationship. Like yeah, like yeah, it's just it's really nice confidence boost. Yeah, like no shame. That eighty for Brady movie. I'm gonna go see it. It's that movie with Jane Fonda and like Lily Tomlinson is all these old ladies that are going to they're trying to go to the Super Bowl for Tom Brady because they're all in, they're oh my like, gosh hilarious I'm I'm it is a white wine mom film that is how I classify those films well like um, it is what all of the movie theaters sell wine now so just get you some white wine and watch it I'm gonna I'm that's what I'm gonna do on Valentine's Day I'm gonna be with all the older ladies who are there by themselves with their girlfriends or their How husbands sweet. or their husbands who are Tom Brady fans um like, or the husbands that they drug they're like yeah. we're going to see this movie that is that is what I will be doing on Valentine's Day and I am so excited I'm gonna do Valentine's Day on the 13th and then Valentine's Day I'm gonna go see 80 for Brady <laughs> I love I love your plan I I'm here for this mm-hmm. um I don't know what I'm doing yet so I'll keep keep you updated but I'm excited definitely yeah. excited so yeah, I think for the survival tip like for this episode is to really cultivate in the power of gal pals, which is really what this whole podcast is about. So I think that that's beautiful, you know, wrapping this episode up and to just reconnect with your single friends and to treat yourself, pour this, um, the love that you would pour into a relationship into yourself in this one day and just really channel in on your self-worth. I think it's the best way that you can spin your valentine's day and so that does it for today's episode of the gals guide make sure to follow us on instagram at the gals guide pod also like us on facebook at the gals guide and become a gal scout in our facebook community you can also hit us up on our website thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media which we will have linked in our show notes also if you are listening to us on apple podcast please rate and review and then if you're listening to us on spotify go ahead and subscribe to our podcast so thanks for listening gals and we hope you come back for our next journey Bye.